Moaners. Good morning, coffee moaners. Go and microwave yourself. I love that t-shirt. Just go and micro. Don't actually go and microwave yourself. For those of you listening on podcast, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says go and microwave yourself. With a microwave on the front. I'm just saying, no one actually knows my hair's cut. I suppose oh, it's not it's actually that much shorter, it's is it? It's not as short as it went last time, no, but no. it does look really nice. Yeah, I'm going to go for a crew cut next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got my Tesco's dress on today, which must mean the sun is out, because this is the cool, it's so cool, this is dress. Is it? Yeah, do you wear so knickers? It better be, Mark, we're not talking about my knickers, we haven't even started yet. How long are we in? 38 seconds. God. Wow, Jesus Christ. I don't know why I'm just drawn there. Like it with the Barbie doll. Like when I was a child and I had to go and look. I'm the same with you. You should count yourself lucky. <laughs> well, I don't know if you should, actually. But I mean, We're going to be talking about yeah. libido later. <laughs> I haven't got a problem in mind at all. We're going to be talking about stress and libido. We're going to yep. be talking about tech-assisted coercion. We're going to be talking about a woman that was asked to stop breastfeeding on a plane. Do you know what we're and... also going to mention? I didn't know there was such a thing called the masturbation gap. Mm. That was in the article, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't realise that. There's a masturbation gap. Well, God, that's not going to be news to any woman. What do you mean by that? Anyway, let's. You were just briefly talking about this on Instagram. On Instagram, I've crossed over. I've crossed over the border. To explain for those who are listening, this is a seven-day sort of plastic set of little container boxes brought together with a, a letter on each for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in very large letters in case you, you know, in case you can't see them. They should make them fluorescent, actually, as well, shouldn't they? Glow in yeah. the dark, in case it's in dark. And in each of them, there's an array of tablets. It looks like a Damien Hurst exhibit. So I bought this about six months ago for Mark, because he does actually take a lot of pills, and it's just stayed on there, because we've both got this thing about... You've reached a certain age. No, oh, God, says one minute away. You, you've reached a certain age when you've got a box of these. Yeah, yeah. And um, what so age I, is that? Well, I don't know. It's I know I've definitely crossed over. Now, obviously, there are people that are on medication their whole life, and these like would be part of their life. And I get that. Oh, Lee takes eleven tablets a day. Blimey. Wow, Lee, do you? Wow. So you've got one of these. I'm going to say something which is it is um a, it's a moment from a deeply disturbing and dangerous and and past of mine. Yeah. Um, around drugs. I knew a drug dealer who had one of these in their car. <laughs> they used yes, they used it. What, to remind them to take their drugs? No, because they had, and I think they marked them up for certain people and they knew exactly what they, oh were, they were delivering. Oh, God, what a, what a blithering idiot. I thought it looked arrested. quite organised. Maybe if you got arrested. <laughs> so there you go. Um, we're going to get a knock at the door in a minute because a pot of paint oh, has been delivered. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I do remember when you got me this. I felt really offended, and 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 Maddie's Paddy was like, "No, that's a great idea." He saw it as really kind of no, logical. no. He suggested it. That's no, why that's I bought right. it. Yeah, and I he thought, kept no. And he said, "You need one of those pill boxes where it's that." And he, I remember you coming and running to me, and going, "He suggested I get one of those." Pill what do you think, guys? Anna Nunes says very organised of the drug dealer. Um, <laughs> I, you can also get these with a necklace, so you can wear it around your neck. Right now, you're being silly. Move on. Right. Um, okay. Hi, Tim Reed. What colour? <laughs> what, oh, what colour paint? Very good. I love the I love the questions you ask. Okay, so it's actually just white. <laughs> so Megan the Stallion. Is anyone here a Megan the? It's a great name. Megan the Stallion. I guess mm. is is, is the mm. phraseology. I only came across her 
at all. I don't know if you remember, she was the friend of uh, She-Hulk in the She-Hulk series. Do you remember? She was incredibly sort of extravagant oh. attorney friend. Do you remember they were dancing oh. and they... Yeah, yeah, oh, that's her. She's, yeah, she's quite a funky... I, but I don't know any of her songs at all. She was great in that. Yeah. yeah. She was really good. But this is the story of her... And I thought you might have known about this because they were leaving a um, Kylie Jenner party in uh, the Hollywood I, Hills. Literally, this story passed me by. Really, in 2020. And to Tony, is it Tony? No, Tori, Tori Lanez um, shot, I think, three times. Um, so into, they were leaving a they party. They were leaving the party. Were he was drunk, very they drunk. They were good friends. And he shot at her feet. He claims he was shooting at her feet in that fashion that they do in films, say, dance, you know, like in a wow. Western. And it wow. Just, but it's, it damaged, she, he hit her feet. I've seen photographs of her sort of literally on the floor, wow. both on the floor, actually, outside the party. Um, and, and this is the story that he was, he got his sentencing, I believe, yesterday, uh, and he's been sentenced to 10 years in prison uh, for the shooting. Um, he was found guilty in December. I think it happened in 2020. Um, the thing about this, though, that seems strange is that on Twitter, I don't know if anyone knows the uh, musician Tori Lanez, but a lot of people are very cross or feel that the treatment is a little bit too extreme. There's even a hashtag floating around called hashtag free Tory Lanez, expressing their support for the Canadian-born musician. Um, and you asked the question, you weren't for a minute suggesting this was the case, but you were asking the question and we wondered if anyone knew whether this could be such a severe sentence. Was there any sort of race aspect? Was there a suggestion? Well, I mean, or a I think that there is nearly always a race aspect. Is there not in uh, in America? I mean, right, okay. So first of all, first of all, to be shot, <laughs> Claude, it's never okay to shoot anyone. To be shot right. in the feet, mm. right, to be shot anywhere, petrifying. Mm. You know, it's more than likely that she suffers from PTSD. It's more than likely that she will have pain for the rest of her life. Yeah. This is totally horrific. Yeah. Totally. And I, I would understand that, you know, had the prosecution asked for 13 years. She actually couldn't face coming to court. She sent a letter saying, please don't see mm. this absence as me being complacent. I just can't bear to mm. see him. I can't be bear to look at him. My life has been impacted terribly since this shooting. So no doubt about it, this woman has suffered. And it is appalling mm. what he did. Mm. He claims I mean, to still be friends with yeah, her. Yeah, he that was drunk. He, this was with a semi-automatic... I mean, she could have been, she could have been killed. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. He falls she could have lost her foot. And other people could have been killed. So no doubt about it, this is just horrific. Mm -hmm. But it's also drunken behaviour. And my thing with sentencing always is, how does it serve society? How does this sentence serve society? Because prisons are overflowing. As we know, people just usually get into more trouble when they've been in prison for any amount of time. You know, um, is she prison about she's... is prison about revenge yeah. for the victims? You know, all of that. And I think as a society, we almost need to protect actually victims from feeling that that will make something better yes. to get to avenge in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, this. I just think just generally, more away from this case, we have to think in a different way about the way people are punished. Mm. See, Victoria Moore says 10 years is harsh, I think. I it, mean, it, her, you it know, is... Megan the Stallion's, uh, de, you know, uh, prosecutors claim, you know, this, this could have very easily 
very easily and accidentally, you could have been here for a murder sentencing because of her being shot accidentally. Um, or her losing a foot or anything like that. And uh, his, you know, her lawyers said, you know, Megan Thee Stallion has not experienced a single day of peace since the incident. Um, she thinks about this case every single day. She was too intimidated and too, too scared to even be in the same courtroom as the defendant. There, there, there's also, there's a lot of talk as well online about, especially the stuff around him claiming to still be friends with her. I know that a lot of other sort of black women have also talked about this sort of toxic masculinity, this pressure on women within the music industry to mm. sort of friend up to and be friendly with mm. and accept and tolerate, actually, um, quite unacceptable behaviour because it's almost part of the image of being a rapper or being a sort of, you know, a kind of, you know, whatever. I mean, so, so I know that, that that has been sort of flicking about online too. He claims that, you know, he's, he's, he's agreed to go into rehab, he's agreed to get a grapple, you know, grapple his, yeah. um, uh, you know, his, his addiction issues and all that kind of stuff. So, but it, it's one of those celebrity stories or, or showbiz stories that completely passed me by. Mm. I didn't even know. I didn't even know she'd got shot. And, and the thing is, you know, is this is this like a pattern of behaviour? Mm. You know, has he done this loads of times and then it's just gone wrong? You know, mm. is this? It's very very difficult to cast opinion really mm. on the sentence, but it does. It's like where's the value of it? Mm. If if he was drunk and he was being stupid, then look. If somebody gets is drunk and gets in a car and knocks somebody over, yes, that's a terrible choice. But like Nessie Jeff says, why would you take a gun to a party? It's it's the th yeah. it's America. It's, it's America. Ameri As Christos, you rightly say, you know, it's America's relationship with guns. It's so wrong. And they but might have been playing this stupid white... dance game. You know, yeah. who knows? Would a white a man have got ten years for that? I, I I don't know. Or would it have been? Yes, I'm going to rehab. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to address my issues, and I don't I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, there you go. It's one um, of those. Um, Stress and libido. Our libidos apparently are decreasing. What are you? What's happening with your libidos, guys? Have you got a libido? Our libidos are decreasing and is stress the cause, asks the Stylist magazine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, apparently, you know, this is a study um, by Love Honey and Womanizer. Who, uh, I don't, don't know what they are. Are they a sort of product? And, and they're basically they the libido gap. The libido, libido gap. <laughs> has widened year on year in the UK with women stating that libido has decreased in the last 12 months. It goes on to, to talk about... Do you want, for people who like numbers, women, numbers. Women, in, uh, women rated their libido as a 5.5 out of 10 in comparison to... Uh, when, when was this? In the last 12 months, compared to 6.13 for women and in 2022. That well, that's the question I wanted to ask. You struggle with scoring a film. How do you score your libido on a, on a roll? Well, I suppose I would go... I would say something like, at my absolute peak... Uh, if you say that was 10 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to surprise you here. You, I'm going to surprise you. Maybe you, you don't know what your peak is. What? My, where my peak Maybe was. I can get you beyond your peak. Oh, darling, you never stop, do you? No. You try so. Are you wearing knickers? <gasps> Please don't say that! Mark! There's a reasonable... We're talking about don't libido and stress. Don't say things like that. So I'm curious to know how you measure your... I mean, I know how you measure things, but I don't know how you measure don't, your... Now, don't get too silly with this topic, otherwise we'll remove the topic. OK, all right. So, the so-called masturbation gap. Let's go there, because oh, that's far more kind of... Well, in 2022, listen to this, guys. Men who took part in the survey said they masturbated an average of 154 times a morning... A, a year, sorry. 
How uh, many people did they ask? With, a, with women, 100 times a year. 154 times a year. That's sort of once almost One every three times. days. But, but you know, it's, it's always the same, these surveys. Okay, but they never dropped. tell you how many people they've asked. But no, so, okay, so, no, they have, 2,001 people. Oh. So, so, in 2022, men masturbated 154 times a year. They now do it 191. That's right. a big. That's a big increase. Well, that... Women used to masturbate 100 times a year. That's dropped to 71. Which begs the killer question, doesn't it? When did you last masturbate? Oh, shut up. Now, stop it. We're going to remove this topic. Move on to the next topic. What has a hazelnut in every bite? Oh, God. <laughs> Answer. Stop it. Pure milk chocolate for your delight. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, we're sticking with this topic. A little bit longer. <laughs> well, you talk to them because I'm not talking no, to no, them. No, I'm not going to ask you any more probing. Ask, ask them. I'm not going to ask you any more probing questions. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. He's honestly He's, what age is he? Okay, those of you that have Zoe sons... Zoe Griffiths-Brown says these surveys are bollocks. Those of you that have sons, what age is he? Apple pie, Jackie Villino, it's happy, apple crumble. crumble. It's apple crumble. You're right, it's a crumble. No, it's on my a, safe on, word. But on a serious note, seriously at the back of this is the idea that since uh, the pandemic, women are under more severe pressure, especially in a post-pandemic world, uh, with as many more responsibilities, all the same responsibilities with work and it, running the home and all that, but then they have the extra sorry, responsibilities. Got lots of ages of, coming of, in uh, here. Oh, sorry. 14, nine. <laughs> Some people are 21, says Rosalind Girl. Dina says 14. Who said 21? Dina says 14. Dina, you're 10. Is that, is that my Dina? Yeah, no, it says it's another Dina. Oh. Yeah, there she is, Dina. Um, 16 and 25. Hey, everyone. Oh, Dina no. Knows. Dina teaches children. No, she's not saying years. She's saying how often she masturbates. Oh, right. Dina, come on. She's only next door. Do you really want her to come round? You don't. <laughs> no, no. You do not. No. Anyway, why does stress and levels of stress and anxiety make our libido just a bit. I suppose, it's, is it the effort? Why does it kill our libido? Listen, listen. It's like we, we, we in, in this week's podcast, did it go, oh, has it gone up yet? Yes, went up, went up last night. We were talking about this whole new thing of people booking in a day where they have sex, sex dates because, and, and, the, and the reason why there is this increase in this is that people are realising that there is more and more stress piled on, you know, kids couple of jobs, maybe even in-laws living with them. And of course, all those things are going to have an impact on your libido. When you're young, you know, it's like, it's like Kay always said, my God, all, all you thought about was like, you know, when you were going to have, when the next time you were going to have sex and, um, you know, where you might go out that night for a drink. You know, of course, there's I hear more that's all she still thinks about. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's more space in the brain. To think about it. But but I think what happens is it becomes like another thing on the list that people have to tick off that has to get done. And if you look at the world and just the stress just generally in the world, you know, we can't mention the pandemic anymore because we're all supposed to be completely over it. Mm. We're not over it. And the impact of it rolls on in every single way, whether you're trying to get a doctor's appointment your bills. Um, Lee Dorrance says also everything. medication. Good point, Lee. I mean, medication Med can affect your libido. Yeah. Also, there's Mental the stress. Mental health issues for people are just off the scale. And there's that also the stress. Depression. There's also the stress of 
sex because you know if if it's yeah. I th- I know we talk a lot about how it affects young boys and women and girls the the stress and pressures of porn and all that kind of stuff but I'm telling you that pressure sort of feeds and filters through yeah. into grown up sort of pornography I mean is there really I mean like like you know a lot of you say these these surveys what do they mean and we just use it as a peg because actually there will there is truth in this mm. because when you know there's a lot of people. Just, just thinking that they are somehow failing in their relationship, failing as a woman, failing as a man, because they're not these, you know, this sexual being that the world will have you think mm. everybody is. And it's just another thing for people to feel shit about, I think. But isn't it interesting that for many people, I think the thought around masturbation is that it's a stress reliever. And it's obviously looking at those statistics. Tina's growing up now. No, 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 no. But on, I'm being serious. Uh, but looking at those statistics, it's clearly functioning in that way increasingly for men because they've gone up. But for women, it's not at all. So it really is, it, it, that suggests I, it's far less of just a physical sort of thing to release stress, isn't it, sex? But, but don't forget, men just have more testosterone, right? So they are... More, the majority of men have higher testosterone than women. Yeah. The majority of women, um, if they're in a family situation, are going to be doing a lot more for the family. There's less space. Mm, yeah, 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 absolutely. There's less space no, in I the agree. head, space and time to think yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, if the kid needs their their bum wiped, more nine times out of ten, they're going to call for their mum. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and but, I think I and, and I th- I think the point of us talking about mm. this is to help people think. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody's swinging from the bloody chandeliers all the time. No. It's not something else that you have to hit your head over if you're not having an amazing sex life. Yeah. Um, oh, look, Victoria Moore, I think it has gone up for me. The more stress I'm under. Well, exactly. That can be an arouser. It's, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there is no shame in sex. No. And, and you know, it's free. You know, and as long as it's as long as it's you know with a consenting adult, then there is no problem with it whatsoever, and it is good for you. People that have sex, they say it is excellent for your heart health, for your mental health. Mm. So So, I think that that's amazing if yours has gone up because it means that your body is helping you deal with life. And I think it's all right to remove the stigma around the word masturbation. I think it's absolutely fine. I think, you know, everyone does it. Why does everyone hide it? As long as everyone doesn't do it in public, that's absolutely fine. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the whole libido thing is, uh, if you want to, to, we talk in the podcast, which is landed last night, about scheduling sex. And we ask the question, does that, is that a sign that the relationship is over, that you've lost the spark? Or is it actually quite a sensible thing to keep the spark going? And, and, and all that we've kind of actually stuff? both changed our minds a bit on it from where we were when this was first being mentioned, yeah. having read a lot more about it and listened yeah. to other people's opinions on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's my, how to stay married. See my diary. Right, get on with it. All right. Um, chilling surge in use of smart speakers, baby monitors, Fitbits, uh, ring doorbells. I- I'm currently working on a project at the moment which is all about the way in which tech intercepts and uh, amplifies and supports coercive control. Um, and this is a real this is a real problem. This is something that's been brought before the uh, House of Commons. Um, there's a chilling surge. The Culture, Media and Sport Committee is urging the government to do more to tackle technology-facilitated abuse. And this is the way in which technology is being harnessed to monitor, control and everything. I mean, even in the project that I'm working on, things like snap maps, apps, location finders, your location alert services on your phones. Um, 
smart smartphones, smart watches, ring doorbells, allowing you to know when someone's in, when someone arrives, monitoring that, baby monitors, Fitbits, so that on the apps, which are often not with the actual Fitbit, but they're on laptops, they're on tablets, they're on lap, you know, and, and, and on other people's phones, potentially, they can actually see from your Bluetooth and your GPS where you've been and when you've been there. They can even measure the amount of steps that you've walked and stuff like that. Smart speakers, they're all being increasingly used and, and it's becoming something called tech abuse. And it's something that, again, as I say, we're working on a project which is a fictional project, but it, it really kind of deals with the idea, as the obvious in terms of texting and all that kind of stuff, but even down to things like seeing when someone has seen your message, knowing when someone's seen your message, um, knowing where they are due to their, you know, location finders and all that kind of I'm stuff. I'm so sorry, Jamie, to um, hear it, that. That's really awful. What's that? Really, stalked by a stranger. Just, really? Just awful. And has a ring do doorbell. Yeah. Just um, a quick statistic from Refuge, the uh, largest uh, sort of provider of gender-based violence services. They found that uh, of the women and children it supported in 2020, 59% experienced abuse involving technology. Um, some other organisations say the figures are between 75 and 100%. It's becoming the go-to way to monitor and control. Well, I wonder what they're thinking can be done. I mean... It's like all tech, isn't it? It's like mm. we were saying this yesterday. There are, you know, it's, it's the good and evil right down, down the middle, you know, just going right back to having the internet, all the good that comes from it and all the evil. Mm. And the problem isn't the tech. The problem is the people that you use this tech in this way. Mm. And um, that, how do we tackle that? We're back to that again. Well, yeah, I mean, they do say, they say there is no silver bullet, but they are wanting to sort of raise public awareness. I mean, this is about things like, for example, you know, more and more people being more savvy as to the ways in which apps can sit on your phone, uh, the settings on your a lot of your kind of tech as to, you know, the data, not that it's sending to Google, but or, or any of the kind of, you know, owning companies, but the data that is being shared with other app users. So, for example, if you share... Uh, an iTunes account with other people in your family and they're using an app innocently on their phone, you will have access, if you're sharing the same iTunes account, to access that app by downloading it onto your phone, logging in, and you will then be able to, you know, chart and Absolutely follow. It's petrifying. It's, and, you know, these ring doorbells, I mean, there's a, I don't know if you, you know, the, the Alexa listens to everything, you know, the, the thing that I was showing about how people can sort of, from afar, see where you are when you're there. And we're talking about domestic abuse. We're not even talking about stalkers. We're talking about people within relationships. Monitoring. And sometimes that coercive control, as I'm sure a lot of you will, un will relate to, isn't about it even necessarily leading to domestic violence. It's just creating an atmosphere of control. Which... Well, it, it's not creating an atmosphere no, of control, it is control. No, 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 it is control, yeah. petrifying, absolutely fucking petrifying. Mm. You've got a paranoid, jealous partner mm. who can track how long you stopped at the corner shop to get mm. a pint of milk and were you talking to the person behind? I mean, it's just, it's just awful. But Jacob Alina says, the genie is out of the bottle, you know. Mm. The, it's like all... It's, it's not what we do about the tech. It's what it's we do about these people yeah, yeah, yeah. that treat people like this. It's how we support people to get away from relationships like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It's about better sentencing. Now, there's some sentencing that would serve society. Mm -hmm. When people abuse and control other human beings, that's 
That sentence, I, honestly, I think the sentence should be so much tougher yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for people that suffer domestic abuse. Just before, you head, off, so angry. Just before you head off to see, Hannah, um, MeTube says, in the tech community, we believe within the next 20 years, we'll be in the age of prediction because all the data available will enable us to predict anyone's behaviour. Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> That's that ex machina thing, isn't it? Being able yeah. to sort of photo fit what yeah. your ideal is and what your processes are. So what will happen, MeTube, with those people that just have refused? I know a number of people that have refused to have any sort of tech whatsoever mm, they've got mm. their phone they haven't signed up to anything they don't give their emails out to shops it's like the other day I was in Abby this Reed, shop send us an Instagram message. I was in this shop with Dina and I don't often get like really irritated about things like this but I really was I was in a Holland and Barrett I think it was was it Holland and Barrett Dina? yeah it was and um, I paid for all my I was paying for all my stuff and the cashier said would you like one of those card mm. things and I said uh, no thanks and she said, oh, well, I'll just give you the, I'll give you the 10% off. And I said, oh, well, you know, okay, you're not going to say no to that. So she said, um, can I, uh, she asked me one thing and then she went in your email. I said, so are you giving me that mm. card? And she was. Yeah, yeah. Against my will. Yeah. I'd said I didn't want, I went, no, it's okay. I really don't want it. And I'm so annoyed the amount of times I've given my email out in shops. Yeah, yeah, Just because yeah. I felt a bit... And you know what the other thing is? I don't like standing there giving out my email and my no, phone no, number. That's what she asked me for No, first. and it's all happening in public in front of other people. Yeah. Exactly. And we've just I got agree. so used to it. Yeah. You know, um, Jean is out the bottle there, isn't it? I just quickly want to move on because I want your, your feedback on this. Tui tells mum not to breastfeed to uh, not make others uncomfortable on plane. To be fair to Tui, they have since apologised. Mm. Uh, but what, what are your opinions, guy, on, guys, on people breastfeeding in public? Listen, so this I don't was have any so this whatsoever. poor woman with her five-week-old baby on the way out. It was the baby was screaming. We mm. had a similar thing happen to us with Maddie mm. when she was little. Dad still hasn't got over that. That was easy, Jet. And I wasn't allowed to, to have an bit. She screamed and screamed, screamed. We were sat on that forecourt for about mm. 45 minutes because there was a classic easy jet delay. Mm. They wouldn't let me lift her out of the seat and breastfeed her and she screamed the place mm. down. Mm. So stressful. It was awful. But anyway, so... But that wasn't about whether it was right or wrong to breastfeed in public. That it was, was about, about you had to be... seatbelted up, Exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, so, no, because you can put the seatbelt on your lap with the baby. Right. I can't remember what it was anyway. But no one had objected to you breastfeeding. They wouldn't let me put her on my lap. No, that no. was it. So um, so anyway, so they were on takeoff. Baby was screaming. The stewardess said, sorry, you can't have the baby on your lap. You know, mm. you, you, you can't breastfeed. So she stopped. Anyway, she was fine. Went off, had a lovely holiday. And then started to get really anxious about mm. the journey home. We know what that's like with babies mm. getting on the plane. Anyway, so she contacted uh, Tui. And she was told, you, you can breastfeed on the plane, but you can't on landing or takeoff. Since then, a backlash on social media, and they've made another statement mm. saying that you can breastfeed at any time. Good for them. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. I don't think it's now about bashing them. Great. Mm. Brilliant. I love that. Yeah. But it just astonishes me because when she phoned up and asked, and yeah, she was told it will make other people feel uncomfortable. So if you are a human being that is uncomfortable with watching a woman feed a baby, right? Who, now don't forget, five weeks, you're exclusively, they're not getting mm. water, they're not getting anything else. That is keeping them alive, mm. keeping them hydrated. Check yourself. 
Go and look in the mirror and have a really good chat with yourself. Yeah, I think the problem has to sit with someone else. Starving and dehydrating a baby. I don't understand it. I've never understood it. The only I've, there's only ever been one occasion I've ever felt uncomfortable, but it wasn't about the breastfeeding. It was about after breastfeeding, someone sat somewhere just with their breasts out for a disproportionate well, of amount of time afterwards. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone who's breastfeeding their baby, and I've never seen a single person who's doing it in public, in restaurants, on trains, in parks, where, wherever. Um, I, I have never felt anyone has been doing it in any way that's in any way other than just feeding their child. That's all it is. It's, and it's... Anne Living said that she has nothing against breastfeeding, which was in a cafe once, and this woman was out with both breasts. Like Now, that is... I think that woman is is not being fair to people because mm. you don't need to have both your breasts out to feed your baby mm. you you just don't so that that is um inflammatory i think the only thing but, i would would say i do find deeply offensive is the way a lot of mums use their range rover buggies to smash people out of the way and take over entire cafes but, but can i just say because if there's anyone listening or watching that gets uncomfortable with a woman breastfeeding I cannot tell you how hard I found it I can still feel emotional now at how inadequate I felt how embarrassed I felt how shit I felt about myself because I was really struggling with it and the amount of courage it took me to have my baby under my dress like this sitting like this mm. embarrassed mm. mortified women get mastitis because the, if the baby doesn't suck properly then you get like you know just be kind yeah. it's a tiny baby and often a really <laughs> frantic mum that's just exactly. trying to feed their baby so, but well done Chewie well yeah. done Chewie for just changing the thing. okay yeah owning Brilliant. it all right guys well look um with the brief news that in Lake Como a cafe charged two euros for someone to have their sandwich cut in half what kind of a world are we living in also seven o'clock tonight live curly cooks Curry night. Tonight. Dina's got some fantastic stuff going on. Mark's going to do have some fun. And yeah. <laughs> and so I it's might curry also night. be there too. Join uh, us. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tonight. Bye.